Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Hi everyone, it's Em and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks! Yeah, I put it in the beginning so you can't get it at the end, because now it's a competition. <laughs> wow. Oh god, looks uncomfortably with me at side eye. I think it's really funny at the ending, where you hit the the button and then you're, someone goes, oh wow. I know, that's what we've been doing for like four episodes. And that's I do I it while the intro goes... <laughs> Specifically to make you angry. <laughs> Every time I have Every to time. cut the entire intro out and copy and paste the outro, which is the same thing as the intro, but put it somewhere else. And it's just that little bit. Wow. <laughs> We're talking about signs and symbols today, guys. So lives a psychic medium, if you haven't figured that out yet. And... When you are a psychic medium, spirits give you signs and symbols to get their messages across. Now, Liv is a mental medium. Oh, why are you doing that? Because you're too loud in I'm my too loud. ears. Well, She's you got to go over here. She's got her Aries hat oh, on. on you? She has her Aries hat on and she's getting loud. And I'm hurting your, your precious little ears. And it's also like 10 o'clock at night and this is Emily's prime. It's when she usually hangs from the ceiling and dominates the universe. I'm a night owl. I also can't hear myself anymore. No! Why are you touching everything? What about now? Nope. What do you mean nope? <laughs> it's a touch screen. You're a touch screen. Mr. Krabs, I can't hear myself. Oh, there it is. Real loud. Real oh, loud. I got it. I got it. Yeah, you figured it out? Still- I did while I was over oh, there. Oh, I got it. I? We did it. <laughs> we should cut this one? out. No. What? You cut it out. Do it right now. No. No. <laughs> Talk about your mental mediumness. I have head movies. <laughs> what do you call them? Head this movies. This is a charade. Oh, my comprehensive mental charades. Yeah. I think she likes when spirits talk to her through, like, uh, hand signals and emotions through their face, facial expressions. Yeah, honestly, my favorite thing is when they give me the layout of areas, whether it be someone's backyard or, like, their kitchen, because it really surprises people. And I also am naturally just nosy about what people's houses look like. So tell us again, what is a mental medium? I'm so glad you asked, Em. So glad. A mental medium is somebody that gets thoughts, feelings, images, emotions that are not their own, and they recognize as not their own. Unlike the people on TikTok that take that as symptoms of schizophrenia. Maybe it is, but it's also controlled. So eat me. Is that bad? Is that bad to say? Am I allowed to say that on the podcast, interwebs, ear things? Eat me? Yeah. (laughs) 
What? I don't know. I was going to say something, but it was going to be weird. <laughs> Go for it. What? They use it in Alice in Wonderland. Like the cookies eat me. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> what are you going to say? Well, I was going to say, you could eat them by licking them to death with oh your my toxic God. sludge of saliva. That was dinner conversation, guys. Also, M's cat, Shinzi, likes to try and slowly eat her boyfriend by licking his arms. She doesn't chew things. She licks things to death. But we thought it'd be funny if she had, like, acid saliva so that his arm would fall off and then Liv could talk to it. Because <laughs> it's technically dead, right? That's how plants work. R.I.P. Jared's arm. <laughs> Check out our plant podcast if you want to understand how severed body parts work. Signs and symbols. First, we're going to talk about your sides. Okay. Thanks, Mom. <sighs> I feel like I talk about this all the time, and I'm just, like, yeah, but ranting it's- it into people's heads. But also, I've had readings with people that literally somebody contacted me to talk to their animals that have passed, and they thought that heaven didn't exist and that there was just a void that souls went to, which it doesn't... That's what you're taught. Well, that doesn't make sense to me. How do you think that a soul can talk to you if you think that there's nothingness? Nothingness can't talk to you. It has to go somewhere. It's a little weird that they made a medium reading with you and don't believe in heaven. That is very weird. (laughs) Yeah. So I had to explain to this woman that there was... Where do they think that... who? Where are the souls that you're talking to then? She literally asked me, where do you get this information? Like, is there like a heaven? She's like, it's not just a dark void. And I was like, no, who would want to go to a dark void? Maybe she thought you were just psychically getting all of this information. Psychics don't talk to dead things, people. <laughs> yeah, but she probably doesn't think spirits exist. Like ghosts are not real. You but were just she- going to psychically tell her things. I don't know. That's very confusing that she would make a medium reading and think the soul's are in a void of some sort. That's why I was confused too. Yeah. Again, I feel like I'm, for lack of a better term, because I don't like this term because I like horses, but beating a dead horse, it still seems like, I don't know, people don't, aren't, I guess I'm not saying it enough. So psychics do not talk to souls. They only get past, present, future information or one of the three tenses. But mediums talk to souls. Got it? Okay, cool. Moving on. So can psychics <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can psychics talk to souls if they're in our plane of existence? Yeah, but so can a normal person. That's why normal people see ghosts because that ghost is in our plane of existence. Well, how can I talk to spirit guides? God, why are you fucking with me right now? I don't know, you just like confused me. So <laughs> Well, I'm confusing myself because I wrote the script for the YouTube video and <laughs> it only helped me understand that I don't control the information that I get. Spirit does. I'm literally just a physical vessel for their information to travel through. And the way I explained it in the video is you get a phone call from somebody, I'm the telephone. But I'm not the person that controls the information. You just hear a bling, bling. That's me. I'm the telephone. But the one person on the side of the telephone is my spirit guides who filter information that come from spirit and the spirits you want to talk to. And then the other filter of that information is the people that the spirits that you're talking to have to get permission from to say the things that they want to say to you. So it's like a two-step Brita filtration process before it comes out of me, the telephone's mouth, and out to you. 
Makes sense. AKA, she's kind of at the bottom of the food chain. 100%. No control. Everybody above her has to make sure this information is okay for Liv to have before she can essentially use it to talk to you. Well, I was going to say for world domination, but okay. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, I bring peace and clarity, not world domination. (laughs) Let's talk about the person in the comments that said, okay, I believe you, but also all of your gifts come from the devil. I literally wanted to- I love when people say that. I wanted to just like comment on that person's comment and be like, thank you. I agree. Honestly, we should sit down and have tea and me and, and, and Beezlebub can talk to you one-on-one. I literally can't get over people coming on our aura video and are like, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm just sitting there like, do you not think objects give off energy? What the, what are you talking about? Also, it's a TikTok filter. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Oh, uh, like, okay, let me use this Snapchat filter that gives me doggy ears. What? Blasphemy. <laughs> it's the devil's work. No. I'm a Dalmatian. We need to talk about your signs and symbols. Instead of going on angry rants for nine and a half minutes. So we're first going to start with how spirits come in for Liv. So she has different ways that they come in. They come on on different sides for her. So she's going to explain that, hopefully this time (laughs) yes so i my gifts have been expanding and changing so what i thought was up is kind of now sideways and what i thought was down is now kind of the other sideways (laughs) so if i am channeling spirits that are in spirit and when i say spirit i mean the plane of existence in which souls can exist the spirit really yes heaven spirit realm spirit realm I call it spirit, but with a capital S (laughs) because it's a place. That information comes on my right-hand side. So if you guys hear me saying, oh, my right ear hurts, that's because it's coming from spirit and souls that are in spirit or heaven, that plane of existence in which they are residing energy-wise. If I am channeling information psychically, whether I am speaking to an animal or looking into past, present, and possible future scenarios for a client I get that information in front of me and on my left hand side so the right hand side of my body is spirit and souls and the souls within spirit or heaven and the left hand side of my body is psychic information past present and future and sometimes it looks funny when I'm channeling both of those things because spirits will show me things from their side On the right-hand side of my body, they'll show me things on the left-hand side of my body. So that's how I know I'm getting the information from them about past, present, or future. It's usually future things. Got you. So on her left side, if a spirit from your right side is talking to you, they're giving you information that is presently happening in the physical realm or futurely happening in the present realm. Yes, So that's why sometimes when I'm giving readings, I'll turn sideways with my shoulders because it's like I have to have one hand in one area where someone's talking to me and my other hand on the other area of where they're showing me things presently or with psychic things. Yeah, and I think in the YouTube video, you were talking about your past, present, and future and how past is like behind you, present is like next to you, and future is out in front of you. Yeah, sometimes present things can be out in front of me too because it's almost like I'm seeing it happen in like a play area. Does that make any sense? What do you mean? 
It has like its own little area of where things happen, kind of. So when you say you see things, you see visions, but how do you know where they are? What do you mean where they are? Like in the tenses or in my mind or where they're coming from? You say spirits come in in front of you, but they are showing you visions of things. Okay. So if I am speaking to a spirit and I'm looking at what they look like, I am looking on my right-hand side and I'll see things on the right-hand side of my mind's eye or in my mind. Whereas if they're showing me things in the present or I'm looking at things psychically, I will see things almost out of my left eye. Does that make sense? Okay, that makes sense. It's not that I'm using one eye to look at one thing only. I'm seeing it with both of my eyes. It's just what side of my body it's happening on. Like, okay, you can look at a room and you see that there's a lamp on the right-hand side of the room and a TV on the left-hand side of the room. And if you look straight forward, you can see both of them, but you have to turn your eyes one way or the other to focus on one. Does that make sense? So it's happening in the black space, your medium, your black room. Does that make sense? (laughs) I said a lot of words. I know. We're not breaking this down very well. Well, we're describing something that is not physical. (laughs) (laughs) It's like describing color. (laughs) Yeah. What else did I want to say? I think you were going into how your gifts are changing and how spirits come in in the physical realm and they aren't necessarily on your right side. Yeah. So, oh, I also wanted to talk about when I'm talking to souls on my right-hand side that are still in spirit, those are the ones on the right of my body. When I'm talking to souls that have passed or died, they come in behind my right shoulder almost at an angle as if to symbolize that they have already passed. But when I'm talking to babies, like infant newborns that are still like in their mom's tummies, The souls present on the right-hand side of my body because they are still technically in spirit. Like next to her instead of behind or in front of her. Yeah, they present parallel to my shoulder as if they're on the cusp of being within our realm of existence because they are. Which is so cool because it's like they are still in the spirit realm, but they have an attachment to their body in the womb, so to speak. Yeah, and it's crazy because they'll show me things like spirit wise, usually sometimes when I give readings, I've had this happen a couple times where the woman that I'm talking to knows that she's pregnant, but it hasn't been something where they've told people yet. So it's still kind of like up in the air, like things can still happen as most people know with pregnancies early on. But I will see the soul of their child, whether it be a boy or a girl, standing hand in hand with the family member that are helping them cross into this world. And your mom, when you told her that, said that a lot of things had to happen in order for you to see that. Yeah, they had to get permission from a lot of other higher spiritual beings for that to happen. Which is interesting. <laughs> and wasn't the the child's soul a little bit translucent? Yes, as if they still hadn't made a solid decision of whether they were going to be born into existence or not. Got you. So that's why I don't like to say those things a lot. So don't come at me with, am I ever going to get pregnant? Because (sighs) there's a lot of things that go into that. And uh, it's very hard. It's usually not something that I talk about to people unless they bring it up to me. I feel like a lot of times you aren't allowed to have that information. Oh, for sure. Because it's not (laughs) my business. I'm not somebody that dictates that. So it's also not something that that I'm supposed to know. It's literally something you need to know, not something you want to know. Mm -hmm. The other thing that happens now that is kind of mixing me up 
is I've seen souls in existence, but in front of me and on my left. Again, I'm a mental medium, so I get thoughts, images, feelings, and emotions within my mind space. I call it my mind's eye um, because it's like I'm looking at something, but it's in my mind. So the same way you would get thoughts or you remember places in your head, same thing. Sometimes I get inner monologue. Sometimes I get inner dialogue, which would be from somebody else. Sometimes I get actual images um, or just an actual knowing, like a sense of knowing. And if you don't know what that means, then you don't know. But if you do, and you're someone like Emily who gets just a sense of knowing, like you can have a complete thought within an instant, then you know. So clear cognizance, clear thought. Yeah, everybody thinks differently. So if one of those or all of those or some of those resonate with you, then you get it. And if it doesn't, then you don't. It's not a big deal. So the thing that trips me up is spirits come in on the right-hand side. That means that they are in spirit, that realm of existence. Things that come in on my left-hand side means that it's psychic things within our realm of existence or the possibility of being within our realm of existence. But I've been seeing spirits in front of me within my mind's eye and on the left. So two instances of this that happened was we were at Janelle's house. So if you want to see that video, it was our haunted house and pet psychic reading with River. We were sitting in her living room and a, a man literally just walked in through his, her front window and was just staring and looking at us. And he was about our age probably. And I was like, what do you want? Like, what are you talking? Like, why are you here? And I was explaining it to M because I was like, there's someone literally standing right in front of us right now. And he's not saying anything. He's kind of almost amused that we're asking about him, but it doesn't make sense that I'm seeing him on my left. So M's like, well, is he alive? And I was like, no, 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 he is clearly dead, but it doesn't make sense that he's on my left. She's like, yeah, exactly. So he has to be alive. And I was like, no, he's not, he's not alive. I promise you. Like <laughs> I 100% feel that he is not a living person um, that I'm just randomly seeing psychic information about because he's just staring at me like I'm in a test tube beaker almost. And then we learned that Janelle's house was literally like an airport for spiritual and metaphysical energy. AKA there is a portal next to or on her basement in that location. Yeah, it's parallel to her basement wall underground. The way you describe it in that video is great because it's very much like i don't know what i'm looking at it's this disc thing and he's telling me he uses it to move freely around (laughs) i'm like that's a portal oh yeah he has a uh there's a little tiny interdimensional being that guards or gate is like the gatekeeper of the portal that is janelle's house it's not a bad thing please don't try to find anything and just be weird about it just let it go um But that is one instance when I saw a soul in front of me and on my left. The second instance is when Em and I were recording our tree video where there was a plaque memorial to a man that had this tree dedicated in his honor. And he came out and was like, hey, this is my tree. This is my arboretum. Y'all want to walk around? And then Em was- want a tour? (laughs) Yeah. And then Em was asking him like some hard spiritual questions about trees and souls. And he was like, you don't understand it because you're still a human. So it's not until you like get over Puny here. Human. Yeah, it's not until you get over here that you could, you know, wrap your, your consciousness around it. Your tiny little monkey brain around it. Yeah. But again, I was seeing him in front of me and to the left. So two instances of which I was seeing and perceiving souls on the front of me and to the left, but were clearly past. They were not alive people that I was seeing psychically. The way I understand it now, or I'm trying 
I am like coming to understand it is that when I get information on my right hand side for souls, that is souls, but it's because they're within spirit or heaven or source or what, what did you call it? That the spiritual spirit realm. realm. Yeah. It's because that's where they're residing. But just like how normal people that aren't mental mediums can see ghosts physically or like orbs or they get like voice recordings, things like that. That's because those souls, those spirits are physically projecting themselves within our realm of existence. And if you are confused about that, we talk about it in our blog and our podcast in our heaven and hell everything all our content for those (laughs) yeah we want to do more about parallel dimensions and how time is fluid and not really a thing but anyways um so that would explain why i'm seeing them in front of me on the left because they're within the plane of existence that we are actively living in which is why psychic information comes in on that side too because it's within this plane of existence it's in the physical realm yes yeah it's mind-blowing that we figured this out because we were so confused for, like, two months. Yeah. And it's the reason why you haven't seen it before is because you keep your walls up for so much. And now that you are embracing your mediumship, your walls are down. So you just see ghosts fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, two hours ago when Jellybean started barking because there was a guy that walked through your walked kitchen. Through my house. <laughs> Oh, this is the other time. I had another time where I was with my mom and her friend at their apartment and a guy walked it through the hallway and like stopped and looked at us. And I was with my mom, her friend and my mom's dog, Tug. And Tug saw the guy too and like woofed at him. And then the dude walked away and my mom was like, what was that? And I was like, you didn't just see the guy walk through there? She's like, no. And And then Tug looked at her and she's like, well, Tug saw it too. So (laughs) anyway, You call yourself a medium. (laughs) can't see the ghost walking around in your house right i just think it's wild that that just solidifies the fact that there is like a literal spirit realm heaven spirit source yeah because i explained it to you i know you did but like i in the most virgo way possible i know but i i even though i'm a, a psychic medium and you're becoming a freaking great ass tarot reader like m's third eye is giant right now it's throbbing <laughs> i don't know what that means it just started happening it's crazy she's really been able to like tap into people's spirit guides because if you didn't know this we figured out that a person's spirit guide is what manipulates the cards for them it's not just their energy i used to think that okay i used to think that tarot cards could only be shuffled by the person that you were reading because their energy physically has to be put into the cards otherwise it didn't work separation is an illusion i've literally been spiritually spanked and i now understand that tarot readers can shuffle the cards because they're not really shuffling the cards they're just the physical vessel for the spirit guides around the individual receiving the reading to manipulate the cards through so even though m is shuffling the cards technically it's actually my guides and the spiritual energy associated with me that is shuffling the cards unless maybe the tarot reader thinks they're really cool and there's like some sort of disconnect between the energy but that's between spirit guides and i don't really want to talk i don't really i can't interfere with that really i'm just saying that i'm i i got spanked 
Yeah. <laughs> Separation is an illusion. I was like, you're a dumbass. At least your you're... energy is my energy. It's, there's no there's no difference. At least no I recognize difference. it. Well, yeah. I I'll think say you learned when I'm it wrong. I think you learned it because of Tall Emily. We did a video and podcast with that and she could feel your energy very clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got all spanked. Um nice song. Thanks. You want another one? How about you tell me more about How about you tell me more about your signs and symbols? Okay. I I said that I don't necessarily have signs and symbols. I have a few that are cohesive and happen almost the same every time for the same things and they mean the same things, but most of the way I communicate with spirits, and I like to use the word communication because it's not speaking to spirits, really. Even though I like alliterations, it's not how it is because I don't physically speak to them, and I also don't physically speak to them in my mind. It is thoughts, feelings, images, emotions. I will even get taste, smell, and like physical sensations that they use to communicate information with me. Which I want to talk about all your clairs, too. <laughs> Please, because I don't really know any of the Claire's. I know a lot about Claire's. I'm excited. Who is this bitch, Claire? No, I'm kidding. Who's Claire? You mean, I don't, okay. <laughs> that it? It's a person. You're a person. Mr. It's also Krabs. a store. It is. It is. That many people got piercings from. You're stalling. <laughs> You're stalling, Mr. Krabs. So... I lost just, your train of thought. So you guys know, so's look just about the same anywhere you put them. I know what they look like now on Audacity. As a waveform. Yep. So let's talk about your Claire's. <laughs> so tell me about your Claire audience, because I'm still waiting for my answer from your, the video. Well, Claire audience? Oh, we were, talking, audience. Well, we were talking about the signs and symbols first. Yeah, but you took too long, because you're stalling. I know. I don't have that many signs and symbols, guys. If you're going to be late to a reading, the souls that come in for you that I already know that are going to talk to you, sit down on a bench. So don't let the souls tattle on you and sit on a bench and let me know that you're going to be late to the reading because every single time a soul sits on a park bench, I know y'all are going to be late every single time. That is my favorite sign and symbol so far because it's brand new. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> it really is. They're just like, take a seat. They're going to be a while. And I literally ask them. I'm like, can you please just go get them? And they're like, nope. No, I can't. <laughs> but could they? Theoretically? Theoretically, yes. But also, that would interfere with free will. Whoa. <laughs> My favorite was when I was doing a reading for a girl, and her grandma was legit yeeting candles off of her table while I was talking to oh her. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I'm sorry. Wait, didn't I tell you about this? No. What? I thought I did. Her I don't grand- think so. Oh, my God. Her grandma was hilarious. This girl is, um, like, she comes from a family of women, kind of like tall M, so they're, like, gifted, and they do tarot and stuff. Uh, maybe not as as gifted as tall M, but they dabble in things and they all know about like the spirits that are around them because they actively talk to them. Mm -hmm. So her grandma hangs out with her all the time. And like, she tries to burn candles to communicate with her grandmother. And I asked her about that. And I said, do you like have candles, like move off of tables too, for your grandma that you're communicating with? She's like, Oh, all the time. And I know it's her. I know it's her that yeets the candles off of things. 
She's she not thinks, listening? No, she thinks she's funny. Oh, okay, she yeah. literally does it just to mess with her granddaughter. That's fun. 100%. I would do that. She knows that her granddaughter knows that it, she's doing it, but she can't do anything about it, so she continues to do it. Like, you, when you, Grandma, stop yeeting my candles off the table. If I was her grandma, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to do it again. Watch. <laughs> And she Don't tell did. me what to do. I'm going to have what I want. Exactly. And literally in the middle of the reading, you hear boom, boom, clash, clash, bang. And she's like, a candle just flew and dropped into my hallway. She thinks it's funny. She really does. She was hilarious. She was like, also, granddaughter, you and your aunt and your mom. And her aunt was not actually her aunt. Her aunt was just a really good friend of her mom. She's like, y'all need to go get mimosas because you've been slacking on the, like, women daytime meetings. Wow. She was really great. I love talking to her. That was a great reading. Her dog was funny, too. His name was Taco. 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 What More other signs? <laughs> or we could just talk about your Claire's. And you can go to our YouTube video and check out her signs and symbols. Yeah, there's not that many. It really just is a comprehensive mental medium charade. She's mental just playing charades. Pictionary at all times. At all times within my head. 100% head movies. All right, let's go into the Claire's. Ask me some questions. I need to be focused. So I need to know about the Claire audience thing immediately. <laughs> okay, so a lot of people... And like Wait, in- you should say we should uh, recap from the video. So I have a spirit guide, and he's a literal cloud being, and he has this deep masculine voice, and... He speaks to live in her head, and I just thought that she was hearing her own voice, but, like, context-wise, it would be my spirit guide, but she literally hears his deep, masculine voice. Yes, but it's not that I hear it as if someone were, like, talking in your ear. I hear it, okay, you know how you can hear yourself think, like, you have your own voice, like, that's why when you hear a recording of your voice, you're like, that's not what I sound like because you only hear things through your own ears and within your own headspace. Well, I get things like that, but when I get certain voices sometimes, like I know M's spirit guide has a big, deep voice like this, not only because he's like, I'm so masculine all the time. It's because when you hear someone with a deep, booming voice, In the physical world, it's almost as if you can feel it in your chest. And when he gives me information and words in my mind, and again, information, I feel it in my chest. So that's how I know he has a big, deep, booming voice. And to an extent, I kind of hear it. Like, that's why I can mock him. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But again, it's not as if I was physically hearing it. It's like I was hearing someone else's voice in my head, kind of. So... Second question, do other spirits do that? Yes. Like, do all spirits, you hear your voice as someone else, or is it always a different voice that you hear? Sometimes it is my voice, but most of the time I can give, like, like when I speak to people from the South, like today, when Uh, we were giving that reading, I don't use the word mama. I am Midwestern. I say mom or mom. it's your voice, but you... Don't have the dialect almost. I can hear the dialect. Well, yeah. Well, I'm saying right now your voice, you don't have a southern dialect, but in your head you do. Yes. Okay. But for Zaroth's voice, you kind of hear his voice. Is it your voice? But you like get other signals that it is different. (laughs) Yes, it is my voice, but I get mm, now he's like correcting me. 
Well, okay, if you have a better way to say it, then say it. Because when I get clairaudient things, it's like, I don't know, it's like my thoughts get interrupted by my inner monologue, which is strange because clearly it's my thoughts. So (laughs) he's literally like, you're not explaining it correctly. And I'm like, okay, well, then what do you want me to say? And he's like, we have to say it this way. Which is? Now he's just being sassy. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's Sarah. (laughs) He's mocking me, mocking him. Oh my God, does butt wiggle. <laughs> that was M. I was narrating her movements. Yeah, Liv talks about my spirit guide, like the uh, genie from Aladdin. It's really but without the flair. It's really hard. Somebody asked on TikTok uh, on my pet psychic video that M made for me. Uh, oh, when dogs talk to you, do you hear them in an English voice? Dogs don't necessarily talk to me, but one of the readings that M and I did, because we do now dual readings where she reads tarot and I do medium things. Um, it was a, a pet reading as well that we did for this really wonderful, nice lady. And I was talking to her dog. Her dog was female. And I, um, I know she's a girl, but again, I don't get like, mm, this is so hard. Cause now you're making me think about it. <laughs> Cause I don't think about it. I yeah. just channel. Um, I'm a Virgo. I think about everything. I feel like I do kind of get a voice for animals, but it's not because they have a voice in their head. Maybe. I don't know. Do you get a voice from your spirit guides that are filtering the information? Or do you hear a voice from the owners saying it to the animals? The second one for sure. That's what I was going to lead into. But so I was talking to the, this one female dog and she was showing me how her owner will come up to her while she's sitting down and scratch her chest and go, who's the goodest girl? But I get, like, I hear him saying it to her, but then I also hear her saying, like, I know I'm the goodest girl. Interesting. You hear it? I, I want to say Or do you, is it a claircognizant thing I where you say just it's, are knowing? I want to say it's more claircognizant. That's what I thought. Because it sounds like it's a response to something you're thinking of. Yes, because when I, like, the other day I was channeling a cat, and he was super cute, and the first thing he said to me in our pet, in the pet reading, was he showed me the water bowl that he had, like, what type of water bowl it was. It's like one of those little fountain water cat bowl things, and he was, he told me, uh, like, I literally drink the best water. But did he say, I drink the best water? No, it was like an act, like a knowing of that information, and that was, like, the way he would word it. Yeah, so I get claircognizance. Claircognizance is clear thought. And essentially how it works is all my guides have to do is make me think about a certain thing. And when I am thinking about that, they connect it with memories that are already in my head. But I do not see or hear the memory. I just know that this memory exists in my head. So they don't need to replay it. They just need to bring it up. And that knowing allows me to connect what I'm thinking about to my memory so I can better understand it. Yes. And that is something that spirits will use for me as well. I know I explained in, uh, let's use a different example. So I used one example in the YouTube video. Here's another example of like claircognizance, as M says. Is that what it is? The clear knowing? Okay. Clear knowing. I was talking to the same woman that I was talking about in the video about how I didn't think that her reading was as good as maybe I thought it could have been like she didn't seem as wowed so this individual wanted to talk to her mother and it wasn't until she brought up her mother and said why did she do it that all of a sudden I had boom 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 all this information 
because before she didn't want to talk about it. And it wasn't until she physically said it that I got all of this information. Long story short, she basically said, I want to talk to my mother and I want to know why she did it. And that is when I got all of this information all at once. And it was that her mother, trigger warning, sorry, killed herself by overdosing on pills. And I saw that this woman, as a child, walked into her mother in a bedroom, shag carpet, because it was the 70s, and found her mother dead. And instead of saying that to her, I said, you didn't find your mother, did you? Because it's like when you see something tragic happen and you know something happened, tragic happened to someone, you don't say, oh, I know this happened to you. You go, oh, no, that didn't happen to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and I think she maybe took it as the wrong way. Like, I didn't know, but that's literally what I saw. Like, you wish it didn't happen? Yes. Yeah. Like, you don't just, I don't care if I'm a medium. I'm still a human being. I don't want to say that to somebody, yeah. even though I've seen it. And I explained this to the woman. I said, was it the 70s? She showed me the shag carpet. Like, I'm so sorry that you walked in and found your mother, because that is 100% just horrible, and I apologize. Um... And she goes, well, I just want to know why. And as soon as she, but even before she said why, sometimes I'll get information like two, three seconds before someone finishes their sentence or even says something as a thought because. They this, think about it before they say it. And you. the spirit automatically gives me the information. Like that was happening tonight with that girl. Yeah. Because she just kept talking and talking and talking. Yeah, and she had a lot to say. <sighs> different woman. <laughs> it, it was fine, but she just like kept talking about herself and it, which is fine, but it doesn't. She asks questions in her head, and I'm getting information, but she doesn't stop talking. She doesn't allow you to tell you what they're saying about it. Yeah, so it doesn't make for a constructive reading. But anyways, she basic before she said why, I saw all of this information from my fiancé's life. His grandfather was a war veteran, and he suffered from PTSD in the 70s. And it was the reason two of his marriages failed was because he suffered from PTSD. And because it was the 70s, people did not understand mental illness and have a tolerance and empathy for it that they do today. And most people had a very hard time coping with those things in that era. And what was wrong was that her mother had those issues. And she did not know how to deal with them. It was not anything that her husband did, this woman's father. It was not anything that her and her brother did as children. It was the fact that she was mentally ill and did not know how to cope with it. And the only thing that she can do was try to get rid of her physical situation, which she did. And in that split second, she showed me that understanding from my life. Yeah. Personally, to explain to this woman what she needed to know. Exactly. And that would be a clear thought. Yes. So did I have to sit there for 10 minutes like I just explained it to you? No, it was a split second and I knew exactly what I had to say to this woman because her mother showed me the scenario in which explained her question. Yeah. And that's why it's the most efficient way to get information is to use information that you already know based on your memories. Yes. And I'm sorry if that was hurtful for some people, but... I am a little kind of annoyed lately with people that are saying, I want to be a medium, <laughs> when they don't understand how hard it can be sometimes. Yeah, a lot of people get the uh, showman. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, 
the vaguest style psychic things where they just like know things about everyone and it's just really fabulous a lot of times you get really dark crap and it's very vulnerable yes hopefully i was able to help this woman um i think i was able to in some way but she does have a lot of healing to do on her own as well so that might inhibit her perception of our reading maybe i don't know but that is a excellent example of claircognizance. Yes, claircognizance, clear thoughts. Yeah. Um. What else do I have? You I have, get. Oh, I forget what they're called, but uh, clear scent and clear taste. I think is cute. <laughs> it is cute. <laughs> Mostly animals use this with me, or sometimes human souls will use it for me too. Um. I don't know. I think it's just the way that I perceive the world. But sometimes when souls, I've had a couple readings where people have um passed under mysterious or somewhat complicated circumstances and they will give me like a bitter or sour taste in my mouth oh yeah that's one of your other signs when you like when you think that someone is like bad or like (laughs) negative you get a bitter taste in your mouth yeah like uh in the my chinvillain video with my chinchillas my one chinchilla was a little bit salty about the chinchilla that was living under her because she didn't like her. So you're like, something bitter. Mm -hmm. It's because she didn't like the chinchilla underneath her. Mm, Yeah, and a reading that I gave the other day was involving this man that was a culprit in a, a person's passing, and this person that passed was showing me him, and this soul was giving me a slimy, bitter sour taste in my mouth and I said that is the only way that I can describe this person and the my client was like yep that sounds exactly right I like how they use that sense to explain how a person is (laughs) well because it's less scary than them showing me Uh, things that happened to them because I don't I'm already dealing with a scary situation and spirit and my spirit guides know for you yes it makes it it makes it literally more palatable for me you're an interesting medium because I know I watch a lot of mediums on TV and just know a lot of mediums and they don't have that boundary and they see dead people and they see dark things and it's not filtered for them. Yeah, I don't want it. So I ask spirit and my spirit guides who help regulate my information to not show me those things. So uh, like, oh, what do I get instead? I ask spirit not to show me how people die. So instead I will get like a circumstance of how they died, um, usually to help validate, because most people want to know who I'm talking to, and the easiest way for me to validate who I'm talking to, I guess for physical people, is how this person died. But again, I don't want that information because it's scary and unpleasant. Like, who literally wants to feel how somebody died? Yeah, exactly. I don't. So I'm like, please, don't share that with me. So instead, what I get is much more, again, palatable, so, so wait, I have a question. Yeah. How do you make that boundary? Because a lot of mediums struggle with that. I don't think they, uh, do they ask? I don't know. I Ever since I was a child, I just asked. I feel like you need to believe that it will happen. I have faith in my guides. That might be it. I don't know. I mean, m- maybe because I have a decent relationship with them. I mean, I like to think that I do. I I, tr- I I have been kind of bad with this, but I, I try to thank them for my gifts and things like that and protecting me and keeping me safe um, from spirits and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, Got you. Yeah. 
again, I don't control the information that I get. They do. And the person I'm talking to and the souls and the spirit realm above everybody besides me, including my guides and the people I'm talking to. Yeah. What were we talking about? I knew that was going to happen. Taste and smell. Oh, oh, how people die. Okay. Yes. So instead of getting specifics on how people die, sometimes, yes, I will get like a general feeling of ailment in a certain portion of my body. Like we were talking to a woman one day and psychically I was feeling like weird on my shoulder and my foot. And it ended up that this woman had issues with circulatory things with her feet and a possible like clot in the right lung of her body which is would be why my shoulder like my scapula was feeling weird because that's kind of where your lungs sit if you don't know um so I can sometimes pinpoint ailments like in animals too I'll get like an aching in my shoulder or if they have a thorn or something stuck in their paw I'll get a weird feeling where they might have stepped on something wrong or gotten a bruise which is clairsentience is it your feeling that's why you get my headaches oh that's true I had mm-hmm. a I had a dog tell me once that he didn't like getting his nails trimmed, not because it hurt, but you know when you cut your nail too close to the base of your finger and you have that weird feeling for a couple Gross. days until it grows out. Yeah, that's what he was making me feel. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, with people's passing, sometimes I'll get like general areas of ailment. Sometimes I'll get like, oh, it was the lungs, or sometimes I'll get like a headache or feel like there was an area of my head that was. Uh, a little off, but it's not like sharp shooting pains. It's more like just like dull aches or certain very muted feelings that I can pinpoint. Um, but if somebody passed quickly as like it was an accident or a heart attack or an aneurysm, something like that, I'll usually get a body part that it's associated with dully, but it's a very like, it's almost like someone snaps their fingers or there's a quick flash of light within the dark space that is my mind's eye. And I know that it was an accident or something quick. If it is an ailment or something that bothered someone for a long time and was long and drawn out before they passed, I get kind of like a sliding feeling and it's much more slow and it's almost like there's a friction because it's like that person was dealing with what was going on as well while it was happening. Yeah. It's like a long drawn out type of feeling. Yeah. So that's how I get when people pass. So usually if a client wants validation of who I'm talking to pass, they'll say, oh, well, was it quick Or I'm feeling like it was long and drawn out, like they might have been sick. The first time I've gotten like an actual 100% like cause of death almost. I mean, it wasn't 100% because I didn't feel the way this woman died, which is why I don't like, and I asked Spirit to not show me how people die. But this woman, I said, she showed me her like rubbing her chest almost, like in a general area, like pointing it to it kind of. Uh, I show you in the video, so it doesn't sound as weird over the, the podcast, whatever. But I was like, did this woman die from breast cancer? And, I mean, that's just something more relatable to me because I've had stuff like that happen in my life. So I think that's why the spirit was able to show it to me in a less aggressive manner and for me to understand it more passively. Um, and the woman said, yes, you know, she did die of breast cancer. So Right. You, um, also, you also get, like... If they were cremated and if they were buried. Yeah. So sometimes it's important and it's another tool of validation. Again, it's just validating who I'm talking to is who I'm talking to, to my client. Because it's like the last memory they had of them. So it is validating to know who they're speaking to. Yeah. So people that are cremated will usually show me either ashes 
or they will show me boxes or urns. And the boxes are usually um, like wooden finished with, uh, I don't know, what is it called? Shellac or lacquer. Yeah. Or they will show me like wind because sometimes people scatter ashes of their family members. And sometimes they'll actually show me where they were scattered. I was talking to a woman and it was interesting because her family member had passed and they were from like Sweden. And in Sweden, I guess they have like a week or two or something, like a longer period extended time where they have the person's body laid out in the home and then they like drive them somewhere and have like a wake almost or like a funeral with a casket and then they cremate them. Yeah. So I said, is he buried or cremated? I feel like both, but that sounds really weird and I don't understand it. And I said, he's saying, I, I said, he was showing me a tree and green fields. And I was like, okay, so is he buried under a tree or is he scattered by green fields? <laughs> he, she, this wasn't this woman's direct family member. It was like, oh, well, he was a direct family member, but it was her cousin's closer family member, like her dad or something. And um, she talked to her cousin and her cousin confirmed that in Sweden, you know, or Finland, wherever they were, Denmark, I know it's like three different di- different <laughs> areas, sorry, um, that they have the wake, the person's in a casket, they drove, they had a thing, and then he was cremated. He literally wanted his ashes to be scattered under a tree, a specific tree, and his mom hadn't done it, or his well, wife. So he was just asking to have his ashes scattered. Yeah. Gosh. He was like, bury me, bury me under this tree, even though he was cremated. So that's why he showed me all of those things. Got you. So That's confusing. It, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, dear yeah. God, that's a lot of information that I'm just not putting together because I don't know the context I, of any of it. And I get it in two seconds. Well, yeah. I'm very aware of how it comes through. Okay. So <laughs> cremated people, ashes, boxes, urns, and wind. Or a certain place that they are scattered or wanted to be scattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, with burials, I will see a casket. I will see usually what time they died, like what time of year, whether it was springtime, winter, or whatever. I'll see like underground as well, like dirt, like the layers, uh, like a cross section of it. Or they'll show me what they were wearing in their casket, which is interesting. Which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they care about what they were wearing. Yeah, or they want you to bury them in a certain outfit. Uh-huh. Which is also cool. <laughs> it is. So that's that symbol. Oh, and then my other favorite one that I think is really, really cute because it is like quintessential charades is if somebody, at, if one of my clients, if my client asks a question and the answer to that question is yes, whether am I actually talking to so-and-so or another yes or no question, the spirit will literally take their hand and point on their nose. Which means, yeah, you got it, friend. And that's because Liv likes when they communicate to her with uh, facial expressions instead of words and being a physical apparition because it's less scary. Yeah, it's much less scary. more relatable to her specifically. And that's also why I don't get physical clairaudience, like whispers in my ear or anything, because that's scary as fuck. Are you kidding me? No, thank you. (laughs) I think that's what happens to me, but I don't think it's outside of my ear. It's in my head. Yeah. It's interesting. But let's talk about Claire. um, I'm blanking now. My smell? We talked about that one. Your third eye. 
I don't Clairvoyance, know. Clairvoyance, sorry. Clear vision? Yes, clear vision. Oh, 90% of the information that I get is really? literally seeing things. Is that your, like, go-to? I would say there is, is it- a crossover between my claircognizance and my clairvoyance. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Because I feel like you see things and then they explain them to you through claircognizance. Yeah? It's like 50-50. 50-50. I would say it's equal. Like, they happen at the same time. Well, yeah. But, like, what I explained is you need to be thinking about a certain thing so that you can have a knowing about it or yes. a connection. Yes. Oh, we should talk about that. So, as M loves to say, and we're going to put on a t-shirt, so TM, TM, TM. Separation is an illusion. A lot of people like to ask me when they book a reading, they're like, do you need a picture of the person that I'm talking to? Do you need to be physically next to me to be able to talk to me and understand things that are going on in my life and channel people that I know? And do you need something physical about this for you to do a reading? And I'm like, like a physical object that the person had. Yeah. And I tell them every time, no. I just need you to come prepared to your reading with questions, ideas, and an understanding of who you want to talk to. Don't just come to the reading and be like, I'm just here. Because it's literally like a conversation and Liv is the interpreter. Yes. So if you're not participating in the conversation, you can't have one, guys. It's real hard to talk to someone if you're not speaking. Exactly. You're going to be talked at, but at the same time, there's an end to that. (laughs) Yeah. I can't be like, all right. So I have this man who looks like this. They're wearing jeans. They have loafers on. They went to this place and they're showing me you at this age frame during a birthday party wearing this exact outfit. And you're just like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And for the people, I already went on this rant, but I'm going to do it again because it just, it really irks me. For the people that try to test me and say, well, you should just know this if you're real. That's not how it works. It goes it's into not. the glorified vision of a psychic. The people that told you that they should just know this are charlatans. That's yeah. not how it works. I don't need your life story. I don't need a photo. I don't need an object. I just need your participation within a fluid conversation so that we can actually speak to souls because you can't have a conversation as we've already said 0.2 seconds ago if you're not talking Mm, makes me angry yeah but it's it's not their fault it's literally all of the charlatans fault yeah put their this idea that they have to hide all of this information from them because you're just supposed to know things about them yeah it's not how it works so Most of the time, before I have a reading with you on Zoom, I will sit down five to ten minutes before the reading. Make sure that there's no interruptions. I have a good internet connection. My cat's butthole is not going to be in the camera screen because she does want to do that. I literally was giving a reading the the other day. most spiritual animal. Most spiritual butthole. (laughs) I was giving a reading the other day, and I literally take a doorstop and put it under my door on the inside and jam the door shut because she will stick her tiny jelly bean toes under the door. Yep. And And yodeling. Yodel. Like, let me in, let me in. No closed doors. How dare you control where I be with this door? Every time I leave the door open and she's quiet, she jumps up on the table and everyone's like, oh, there's a kitty or the person's Look crying. at my butthole. Isn't uh, it special? It's very special, Sniffles. <laughs> it's real special. She keeps it clean for you guys. Okay. <laughs> Clairvoyance? Are we talking about that yet? Oh, God. Tangents. 
So clairvoyance is, what, 90% of what you get? Yeah. But what I was going on a tangent with, oh, I sit down before Sniffle's butt is in the Mm, camera. Okay. And I ask specifically, okay, I am having a reading with Sarah. Any spirits for Sarah that she's already talked to you about because I wrote in my email, have I questions and ideas on who you want to talk to and what you want to talk about? Who for Sarah needs to step forward? Please do it now. And some people will step forward. Sometimes they don't. And it's like a fuzzy, almost like sheen in front of them. Like there may be somebody there. There may be like, I know somebody's there, but it's hard to get a clear picture of them because the person that I'm going to be going into a reading for is scared or nervous. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to see those people. Again, it goes with being in a conversation. If you're not ready and willing to talk to them, it's harder. Sometimes though, sometimes depending on the soul, they don't care. They have information for you, whether you want it or not. Because again, what I like to preach is not only do I not control the information that I get and the people that step forward, I do not talk to you about things that you want to know. I only give you things that you need to know. Like today we were had a reading with a girl and she wanted some hot gossip on something that wasn't, it wasn't related to her. It, she literally just wanted some gossip because I was a medium and it wasn't for her. So the souls are like, I'm sorry, sister, this ain't for you. And they don't have anything to say. And I'm not going to sit there and make up things because I don't have information. I will literally tell you this doesn't have anything to do with you or the information isn't for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that sound mean? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you get very vulnerable information, and if you're asking about things that you shouldn't know about, the spirit's not going to reveal that vulnerable information. Yes, because it, it goes against boundaries. I have boundaries, people. I'm not just, again, some charlatan that told you a psychic medium's just going to know everything about you. It's not how it works, unless there is, um, what is it, confirmation from spirit guides the spirit themselves and the people above the souls and spirits and beings above them that allows the information to come through but i also need you to participate in the conversation because otherwise it doesn't work so because you can be one of those uh factors that prevent the information to getting to live because you are a powerful being Yes. So sometimes souls do come through before the reading even starts. I don't need you to tell me questions or, you know, pinpoint who I need to talk to because people automatically step forward. Sometimes, though, there's that fogginess of I know somebody is nervous in a reading and they're not entirely sure what's going to happen. So sometimes the spirits are a little hesitant as well because they're waiting for that person to confirm whether or not they want to talk to them and the information they might seek from them so if somebody doesn't audaciously step forward like most readings do then I will ask you do you have a specific person or past animal that you want to speak with and usually before you even say anything because you thought it two three seconds before it comes out of your mouth that person or animal steps forward now we can start the conversation that's usually how it works And I will give you validation, whether it be what they look like. They'll give me something that's happening currently within your life. I had a spirit guide tell me one time of a woman's husband who was folding towels in the closet door next to her. That he was folding and putting away towels in the closet next to her to validate that he was there and knew what was going on. Because she wanted to know if her spirit guide was around her. Mm. And he literally was like, yeah, tell her that her husband's putting away towels next to her off the screen. And I did. And she was like, that's weird. 
That it was may, your spirit guide may, showing you that he was there. May not be the spiritual, enlightening, metaphysical <laughs> validation that most other people will try to sell to you, but it is. Yeah, uh, spirit comes in in ways that you don't expect. <laughs> yes, so I'm sorry if I'm getting on a soapbox. It just frustrates me a little bit, that's all. Well, you're talking about literally doing readings, so... so. <laughs> and I... I'm sorry. What? I just get frustrated, that's all. I just want... I don't want people to be scared, and I, I don't want people to be angry. We just want you to have good readings, and if you come in a sense of you don't want live to know information, your reading's not going to be good. You want to come into the reading knowing that you're going to have a conversation with these past loved ones. And it's a safe space, guys. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> For, like, an example of information that I'm not going to know, Tall M, the girl that we did. A She's the tarot reader from our one of our last podcast and videos. Yes, at Bijou Signature, shout out. Um, Tall M had information that she kind of, hinted at in casual conversation about how she's a Scorpio and doesn't show certain information to people because her boyfriend was reading her tarot cards and she was like, oh my God, I don't want you to know what's going on in my life because I You can't know my drama because that's just for me. Yeah. Because I'm a Scorpio. You can't know what I'm feeling. Yeah. So since her spirit guides are the one that pull the cards and know her trauma, they obviously didn't reveal any of it because she didn't want her boyfriend to know. But I was like, all right, game on. And I literally tried for 20 minutes to see the stuff that she didn't want other people to see. Could I see it? No. The only information I got was about a past boyfriend that was a big jerk to her that she was willing to share to other people. And I confronted her about it. And she was like, yep, that's the only thing that I'd be willing to share to anybody. Well, <laughs> the same thing happened because I read her tarot cards. And the cards were essentially showing me this dark area that she's in. She is so blocked off from these traumas that she isn't even aware of the traumas and how they affect her. So, and doesn't even want information related to them in her yeah. tarot cards because she physically is not ready for it. Yes. So if you're not ready for information or spirit doesn't think that you're ready for information, it's not for me to say anything on it. I'm literally just the telephone. I don't control the message on the other side, guys. Yeah, it's your information. It's not lives if you're okay with that information being shared with live it will come through but not until that point <laughs> yeah so i'm sorry if i got a little angry and offended anybody <laughs> i'm just get frustrated i want you guys to understand at how least for me this is how it works i'm not going to tell you information that i don't have i'm not going to tell you spirits are there that aren't i'm not going to try and play on anything that you say the only thing that i ask is that you have an actual two-sided conversation because again i am the telephone you can't have a conversation if one side is talking and the other side isn't it's just a line right so so let's talk about clairvoyance oh my god tell me how so that comes through what does clairvoyance mean again clear seeing oh okay so this is like my head movies right yes so i love when people come through and they show me what they look like usually i mean obviously when they're good people i've had a couple <laughs> weird readings where they've Spirits have shown me people that are, are alive, but that are bad people. Um, and I don't like that. But, like, um, Jenny's grandpa. So cute. Your grandpa, oh. too, is really cute. Um, yeah, they showed you what they look like. Yeah. So, like, Jenny's grandpa 
Whereas, okay, and it changes sometimes too because they can change their clothes. The first time that I saw Jenny's grandpa, he was wearing like little bit oversized like jeans and a blue and white checkered um, flannel. I mean, it's not checkered. It's a flannel. And like house loafer shoes, kind of like what I'm wearing now, my Jesus slippers. Your Jesus slippers. And he was just so cute. So cute. So like when I explained to her the clothes that he was wearing... Even though I can't necessarily see his face clearly, she was like, yep, that's my grandpa. He would basically wear clothes like that every single day. And the first time that I channeled M's grandpa, he came through and he was wearing um, like outdoorsy, like cargo pants almost with, I think I said a red button down, like fly fisherman t-shirt almost like an, yep. another outdoorsy t-shirt. But red now, down. yeah, but now I see it in a green button down and he's here. Well, yeah, I mean, I can just, like, they're, like, comfortable spirits, you know? Ah. So, he's wearing, like, a green one now when I think about Mm -hmm. him, but he still has his little outdoorsy, like, Timberland shoes on. (laughs) I mean, not Timberland boots, but, like, the old guy, like, brown mesh hiking boots. Oh, yeah, he was an outdoorsy kind of dude. Yes, but it's so cute. (laughs) Or, like, the other day I was talking to an older guy, and he had a big mustache that was gray and white, and the person, as soon as I said the big mustache, they're like, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. They'll show me things like that. Or what else? So you get characteristics of people. You don't necessarily see them like a full-body apparition type deal. Correct. And the way that I kind of think about this is you know how people are like afraid to forget what people look like when they like die yeah vision is one of those things that you have the least memory of like you don't have enough attachment to vision for your memories Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's kind of like you don't remember like facial features because that's harder to remember you remember specific aspects of the person so that's what you see you don't necessarily look them in the face you see like certain hair features a mustache Mm -hmm. and then what they're wearing yeah yeah characteristics sometimes I'll get like the other girl that oh like the the woman that we I channeled the other day her we had a client she's very nice wonderful and she wanted to know about her best friend's mom. And it's literally before she said her best friend's mom, her mom popped in. Boom. She was a stylish, sassy lady. And she literally projected herself to look like Uma Thurman. And as soon as I said Uma Thurman, this woman was like, yep, she loved it. That's exactly what her ecstatic was. Yeah. How I picture it is well, those people that have passed away like a long time ago, you probably can't picture them in detail because memory with vision is so short that you can't vision their entire facial features and body. You remember certain aspects of them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it comes in for Liv. Yeah. One time I had a man who had like really soft eyes. He was a grandpa and like rosy cheeks. And that's all I had to say. And the woman that I was talking to knew about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they'll show me, like, actual snapshots, too. Like, again, with the Uma Thurman woman, she showed me very quickly what she saw. And I I want to explain this because other people still don't know it. We have our physical bodies, but when we die, we no longer need our physical perceptions of the physical world. So we have, like, touch, taste, see, smell, hearing, things like that, our physical senses, 
that help us perceive the physical world with our physical body. You don't have that when you die. You just have your soul. So they can give those that those senses as information to me. That's those those clairs that we're talking about. But what souls gain when they no longer have their physical body is the ability to know, see, hear, and feel everything. So even if something happened before you met them or you never met this person and they were in your family or this instance happened after their passing, they know about it. That's what they gain when they die. The ability to know, see, hear, feel everything. So this woman that passed, this Uma Thurman woman, showed me that she had a record player and she showed me my record player because I have a record player. She showed me the blue record player that I had, but she said my record player. And I was like, okay, she has a record player. She's showing me my record player just to know about it. Then she showed me this girl and her best friend, which was this woman's daughter, crying and listening to a record player. And then she gave me the phrase in her voice, but also in my voice, in my head, Claire audience, You don't listen to record players to cry. (laughs) You listen to record players to not cry. Like it, it was almost as if they were defiling her record player in her collection by weeping on it with their sad, bitchy tears. Like this is how this woman's essence was. She like was very strong and funny and charismatic and straight and to the point. And I said that to this woman and she just starts laughing and almost crying. She's like, when she died... My best friend and I listened to her mom's records and we cried. And I'm like, well, she's calling you out on it. (laughs) So how many Claire's is that? (laughs) A lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's what it's like when I get information, validation, what the person looked like. Sometimes it's how it's, how they died or a memory that they'll show me. Um, More validation was the record player. This woman showing me after she died, watching her daughter and her daughter's best friend cry over her record set and then being like, excuse me, sirs, you can't do that because that's lame So, yeah, it's great. The clear audience thing just blows my mind still. It's why I do what I do. Yeah. And I'm so excited to help more people. Even the people that I sound like I'm complaining about, it's literally, I just want you to understand. I just want you to understand. Yeah, it's like you're complaining about it because you know that it could be a stronger reading if they were just willing to trust the process. <laughs> yes, yeah. whatever, as chaotic as the process is, it seems to be. It's just frustrating that there's so much false information about psychics and mediums because people try to essentially rip you off for your money. Yes. Yes. It just frustrates me because when I connect with people and souls physically and spiritually on a level like that, it infuriates me to my core that people would think that they can lead people on like that. It just... Because it's really vulnerable information. Yes. (laughs) So if you've gotten this far without clicking off when I was on my angry rants before, I'm not mad at anybody that I was reading. I'm not mad at anybody that I'm talking to right now, I'm just frustrated at the other people that make what I do seem like a charade and a scam and outlandish and not what it is and completely disembody and dismantle the integrity of what I do. Yeah, because it helps so many people. Yes, and it's not something to be trifled with. Yeah. Angry, as you can <laughs> tell. it Don't make a Leo Aries angry, guys. <laughs> 
I'm going to start being annoying about it. <laughs> you got enough of what you wanted with your Virgo-ness mm-hmm. with my clear audience. I still want to know more about your clear audience, clearly. <laughs> I want to know what Sarath thinks you're explaining incorrectly. <laughs> Are you asking him? Yeah, he... Explain it in simple human terms, my dear. He's just being sassy. I explained it fine. <laughs> He's just upset that he can't... He can't... Explain it himself? Yeah. Well, he can <laughs> if he speak, speaks in simple human terms. <laughs> no, he has to be extra about everything. No. Everything. I'm a big cloud shapeshifter. Always. And your man that says, me. <laughs> yeah, I got a new spirit guide, you guys. <laughs> Bonus. He, he's like a little man that sits on my shoulder and essentially screams, knee in my ear. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy. I, Liv told me he showed up like, I don't know, three months ago, which is when I ordered my first tarot deck. And for the last couple months, I literally feel like there's someone putting their arm on my shoulder and screaming in my ear, but I can't hear anything. It's just like, I just hear nothing out of that one ear. He talks in a high pitched voice. And the only way that I can explain him to you guys is like the knights that say knee from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but not tall. He's very short. Yeah, he's like the uh, when you're evaluating your conscious and you have a little devil man and an angel on either shoulder. He's like that, I feel like. But if he was a person, he'd literally be like three feet tall. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I really appreciate that all of, most of my guides are like non-humanoid creatures. Well, you have three doubt. And I think it's interesting that I literally said you've had this spirit guide for two to three months. Is that what I said? Or two yeah. to three weeks? Two to three months? Months. Um, and I didn't know about it, but I said two to three months. It's because now you're ready for me to know about it. Yeah, because the last two weeks I was like, there's someone else here. I know there's someone else here. What do you want? Why are you here? What are you here to help me with? Because I thought they were going to help me with, like, relationship stuff. But uh, they were like, no, no. Your female spirit guide helps you with that. I'm here to help you with tarot cards. That's why you've been getting all of this information all of a sudden. Because you're ready to hear it <laughs> yep yep we're gonna do a another spirit guide thing in the future because i feel like uh everybody wants know. to know <laughs> yeah people are really curious about spirit guides and it blows my mind that every time i bring it up like we had a reading today and i was like so do you have a connection with your spirit guides because she like wants to know about her intuition and i was like you're getting information from people on the internet but you need to be getting information from your spirit guides and you need to figure out the connection and she was like um do I even have spirit guides like that was one of the questions I had and I was like of course you have spirit guides everybody got spirit guides you've been looking up information about intuition and you don't know that you have spirit guides it's very important everyone has spirit guides because all of the people that I'm angrily ranting about (laughs) just want your money and your darn time and for you to buy their stuff because I'm slowly figuring out like there's a whole bunch of stuff on the internet that are like you're a clear audience if you do this, this, and this. And those might be true, but it doesn't mean that if you don't experience that, that you don't have that gift because you're an individual. And the only way that you can like develop your spiritual gifts is to have that connection with spirit and your spirit guides. And your spirit guides will guide you into what you should be doing with your gifts. Yeah. 
if someone's like, I can give you a 10-step program. I literally wrote a ranty blog about this, guys. Go to our website. Because I've had people contact me and be like, I feel like mediumship is my calling. I feel drawn to it. No. Mediumship is not a calling. I'm sorry. You are born with it or you're not. And if I find out that you can develop mediumship things out of thin air in this life, then I will tell everybody that I was wrong. But that is not how I perceive it. And if someone tells you, like these people that have contacted me, I feel drawn to mediumship. Um, And when I was like five, I used to experience paranormal things. It's like, okay, that's normal. Most children experience paranormal things because they don't have an ego. I understand. Um, And then they go on to tell me, well, I just want to know if you as a psychic medium know of any less expensive classes from other mediums or yourself that I can pay for to learn how to be a medium. And those classes, if you have any spiritual gifts, I feel like block you because of the reason I just told you guys. You need to figure it out with your spirit guides. Having someone tell you how to do it can block you because you don't understand why it doesn't work for you. Yes. So if someone tells you that they can teach you how to be a medium or teach you how to do these things, please don't pay for it because it's not cool. And as far as Em and I know, that's not how it works. They are just trying to take your money and make you buy their stuff. Well, they might think that it is a thing, but... You need to figure it out. Even if you are a psychic medium, you shouldn't be doing those classes. You need to figure it out for yourself because it's going to be different for you than it is for the medium teaching it. Yeah. It's different for you. It's different for me. Literally, I've learned so much just from listening to my spirit guides and listening to M. And M doesn't tell me how to do things. I just tell her things that I experience. I just explain things. (laughs) And And since she doesn't experience it firsthand, like she's not in it, She gives me that feedback of just the bird's eye view of seeing it from a different point of view. That's it. That's it. Literally, all you need is your spirit guides and maybe like a really good friend. Find yourself an M. Sorry, they're not sold in stores. Find yourself a Virgo. They're not sold in stores yet. (laughs) Uh, And for all those people that might hate us and be like, you're going to have us buy things too. Maybe some freaking cool t-shirts, guys, but that's about it. Oh, for sure. We got to work on that merch. It's no different than Walmart. We're going to, we're not going to tell you that we can like. Because we should add to the, the merch list your, what is your charade thing? Oh, um, TM, TM, TM. Oh, what? You forgot it? You I said it, it so down. many times. I said it like approximately four times. You need to put it in my list. Comprehensive mental charades. Yep. That's going to be a, a t-shirt. I literally just want one yeah. that says divination tool with an arrow pointing up in my face. Oh, for sure. TM, TM, TM. on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of like just fun, silly things. Because again, as you learned in the beginning of this podcast, The things that I do and that I experience, because you also have to understand that I get emotions from the people that I am reading as well as the souls that are speaking to me. That is a very hard thing to deal with. And for you to just be like, I've seen the romanticized capitalist social consumerable form of mediumship and that's what I want to buy into. Please don't. It's not, it's not like that. Like it's hard and it's scary. It's vulnerable. Yes, and I'm not here to do all of that weird stuff that everyone else does. I'm just here to try and help. But I do also live in a society where money makes me able to live, so. Yeah, money makes us able to do this for more people. 
Am I here? Oh, that's what I wanted to say. I was going on a, a, a romanticized, funny rant about how the things that I do can be very scary and very vulnerable and very emotional and taxing. But M and I, our goal is to do it in a way that is funny and spreads peace, clarity, love, light, and joy along the way. Literally, when we make our little podcast that we're doing right now, I have to do a genre. I call it metaphysical comedy because we try to be funny. Yeah, it's wonderful. And if you think dad jokes and SpongeBob references are great, then you're in the right spot. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys are interested in a reading by Liv, make sure to go to our website, metapsychics.com, and we got a new service, which is Tarot versus Medium Readings, where I come in and we do dual readings, guys. It makes me so happy. You should literally see as I'm channeling spirits, M will flip out, M will shuffle the cards and spirit will flip out cards that have to do exactly with what I'm talking about. It blows my mind. Me too. (laughs) I love it. It just like validates the things that you're about to say. I was literally talking to a hermit guy that kind of like hangs around this woman's house because he used to live on the property that her house was built on in like civil war era. And uh, I, I was trying to explain to the woman, I'm like, he's not hurtful or bad or malevolent or anything. He just like is here because he was on the property and it wasn't until after the end of the reading because i don't know how to read tarot cards honestly i truly Mm -hmm. have no idea what any of them mean i'm kept flipping out the hermit card (laughs) yeah the hermit card came out a couple times so when she said hermit i was like oh that makes sense and this woman brought up uh like a shadow man in their house they like see him and when she said that the judgment card came out which looks like a grim reaper in my deck and it gave me a feeling of being watched and that was it but it was like super weird but it was like he didn't want to be watched because i feel like he has this nice house that these people bought that he can kind of like bebop around in harmlessly and uh he doesn't want people to know that he's there because he's a hermit so he's got the social inept thing going on yeah So follow us on TikTok, read our comments. We love reading the comments. It's so funny. We're also on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We got podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's very important. We do a lot of content there. If you want to actually see our faces while Liv describes her signs and symbols as fast as possible, make sure to subscribe and check out that video. However, while you guys wait, check out the rest of our podcast, and we'll see you guys in the next one. We are your meta sidekicks. Wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.